Hi there and welcome to Voice Box, your weekly exploration of the art of singing and the best of the vocal music scene. I'm your host, Chloe Veltman, and thanks for tuning in this evening. Tonight, we're playing hard to get, literally. Helene Whitson, co-author alongside her husband Bill of the San Francisco Bay Area Chorus Directory, founder of the San Francisco Bay Area Choral Archive and Voicebox Regular, is with me in the studio for a delve into some of the choral music landscape's most obscure nooks and crannies. Over the next hour, we're bringing you a bunch of rare gems, amazing tracks that, for whatever reason, are unusual or otherwise hard to come by. So thanks very much for being here tonight, Helene. Oh, I'm delighted to be here. And I will say I had a great pile of music to bring you, uh, only it's not recorded. So we sang it in Art Street on Thursday and thought of you. Oh, that's so sweet. You didn't make you did, but you didn't make recordings on Thursday to bring. Uh, no, you, I didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't Art to Street apologize. only appears in public every now and then. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, let's dive right in with the first track, and then we'll talk about it. So, what are we going to listen to first, Helene? This is a fabulous piece by Ralph Vaughan Williams, "The Voice Out of the Whirlwind." It uh, the music itself is out of print. I learned about it from John Poole, the emeritus conductor of the BBC Singers, when he brought it to us for a 2003 workshop with the Lyric Chorus. Uh, at that time, there were no recordings. There have been two since. It's a, an incredible piece of music. If you've just joined us, welcome. I'm Chloe Veltman and this is Voicebox. On tonight's show, we're exploring really obscure choral music with our special guest, Helene Whitson of the Bay Area Choral Archive, who's dug into the bowels of her voluminous uh, music collection to, to come up with some hidden gems for us tonight. And that track was by Rafe Vaughan Williams, and it was called The Voice Out of the Whirlwind, performed by the Royal Liverpool Philharmonic Choir and Orchestra. And it comes from the recording Vaughan Williams' Willow Wood. Really fantastic, trumpety English stuff. Yes, indeed. Wonderful music. I can't understand why there have been so few recordings. I don't know. They actually, they are now discovering a lot of his early music. I just received a score of his Cambridge Mass, his college compositions. Huh. Uh, there is no recording of that one. Oh, wonderful. So. Well, I, I mean, I, I think perhaps all this stuff will be up for grabs now. And perhaps we'll, we'll start seeing a lot more Vaughan Williams. Copyright, yes. Yeah, yeah, because of yeah, the copyright stuff. Okay, yeah. let's move on. We've got a, a little set with two songs to play, one after the other now. Um, a John Blow track and a Victor Mio track. What can you tell us about each of these? These are both St. Cecilia pieces. Uh-huh. The first one, I don't usually bring my own music, but this is the San Francisco Lyric Chorus doing... Come then with tuneful breath from his 1684 Ode to St. Cecilia, uh, begin the song. And the reason I brought it is that there is no other recording. This mm. is it. This is it. The San Francisco it, Lyric chorus, chorus do the one and only recording of this yes. piece. Okay. <laughs> so if you want to hear it, you have to come to us. 
Um, Victor Mio is a Canadian composer, and his ode to St. Cecilia, he wrote for the Bell Art singers who are singing this composition. Uh, I have been looking for this piece for years. It's uh, a 1996 or 1997 uh, recording, and I finally discovered the, the score, I think, in the last few days, but it's a lovely piece of music. Let's listen now. This is Voice Box with me, Chloe Veltman. If you don't manage to catch the show on air, don't worry. You can find it as a free weekly podcast always at uh, the Voice Box website, voicebox-media.org, and also on the iTunes portal. Just type in KALW Voice Box. We're looking at really obscure choral music recordings tonight with the wonderful Helene Whitson, a frequent contributor to Voice Box, who's delved into her massive music collection. She's a, a, a choral music aficionado to come up with some rare gems yeah. with us for us tonight. Um, we just heard a couple of wonderful St. Celia tracks. The first was John Blow, uh, who's a Renaissance composer more or less, a bit later in the Renaissance period, uh, with Come Then with Tuneful Breath. It comes from Begin the Song. It was performed by the San Francisco Lyric Chorus. Uh, it comes from the CD Beach Blow Purcell. And uh, then Victor Mio, a Canadian composer with Ode to St. Cecilia. The Bell Arts singers performed it and it comes from the CD Awake My Heart. Helene, I understand getting hold of Canadian music in this country is very challenging. If any of you up in Canada are listening, yes. Either getting both recordings and scores. It's like pulling teeth. Why? I don't know. <laughs> when I'm desperate, I call uh, Karen Seaboyer with the Vancouver Chamber Choir and say, Karen, <laughs> help me. How do I find this piece of music? I don't know. There aren't that many publishers, perhaps, and getting recordings is equally difficult. So... Uh, I I heard this recording, I bought this recording, and I loved about five pieces on it, and I have been looking ever since mm-hmm. for these pieces. So huh. I think I just tracked the score down for this one. Let's move on. We have a, a little playlist now with three tracks. We're going to hear, uh, well, why don't you tell us what we're going to hear, Helene, uh, and your reason for picking each track. Yeah. How about if I call it Surprise? Mm-hmm. These are three selections that I think would surprise you. Uh, the first one by George Bizet. If 
we're going to play ham and eggs. Mm-hmm. I say ham. You say eggs. I say bizet. You say bees it. Bees it. <laughs> no, no, I or don't. You say Carmen. <laughs> but this is a little waltz for chorus. Uh huh. Surprise. You don't think of Bizet as writing that sort of thing. I know he's done symphonies uh-huh. and operas, but this is a little waltz. The Tchaikovsky Ode to Joy is a student composition. He wrote this to graduate from school. Ah. It's actually an extraordinary story. It was it was performed once by a student orchestra and chorus in his lifetime as a graduation piece. Anton Rubinstein and uh, Cesar Cui didn't like it. Mm. So it was never performed again in his lifetime. Mm. He based the text, the same text that Beethoven used in the Ode to Joy. It's huh. absolutely extraordinary piece of music. And people don't realize that George Gershwin wrote madrigals. Ah. Parodies they may be, but there are two of them. This is one, Sing of Spring. The other is the Jolly Tar and the Milkmaid. Mm-hmm. I do have the scores for both. Fantastic. So let's listen now to Georges Bizet, Valse avec Coeur, which is sung by camerata singers of Lake Forest. And then a Tchaikovsky track, Ode to Joy, which we'll hear being performed by the Moscow Radio Symphony Orchestra and Chorus. And finally, George Gershwin with his unusual madrigal, Sing of Spring, which will be sung by the Greg Smith singers. This is Voicebox and I'm Chloe Veltman. I'm in the studio with Helene Whitson, co-author of the San Francisco Bay Area Chorus Directory and founder of the San Francisco Bay Area Choral Archive. We are delving into her extensive, very extensive choral music collection to find pieces that are very difficult to source, very unusual, very rare. And we just heard three beautiful 
works for chorus. The first was an unusual Georges Bizet piece. It was a little valse, a little waltz, called uh, Valse avec Coeur, performed by Karen Murata, singers of Lake Forest. Then a Tchaikovsky piece, uh, Ode to Joy. That was a, a piece he wrote as a student, and uh, it was performed by Moscow Radio Symphony Orchestra and Chorus. And finally, a spoofy madrigal called Sing of Spring by George Gershwin. So, uh, Helene, you said it took you two or three years to track down that Tchaikovsky piece? Uh, the I had the score. I could not find a recording, so I used my usual sources to find things and found it on the out-of-print market, but it took about three years to, to, to get a copy. My goodness, that's incredibly tenacious of you. Sometimes it'll take me three or four or five years to get wow. a copy of either a score or recording. So do you keep a list of things you want, or how do you keep on it, you know? If mm, in my head. You keep it in your head? Yes. That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> so why yeah. do you think choral groups should bother to spend loads of time trying to track down difficult-to-come-by scores and making recordings of pieces that are incredibly obscure when, you know, the repertoire is so popular and they could just carry on performing things that everyone knows and loves? But it's it's makes you a better musician to learn new music. I don't mean new as contemporary. Yeah. I mean just something new. It it, it expands your knowledge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, makes sense. And there's beautiful stuff out there. That's true. As we've heard tonight, I mean, every every single piece so far, I haven't felt, oh, I'm glad that, that there isn't a, you know, it's very, it makes sense why this piece has been so obscure. I mean, that mm -hmm. I find so nonsensical that this music is obscure, but it feels like it shouldn't be. No, I, I agree. I, I love it all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So three more tracks for us. Talk us through what we're going to listen to next, please, and why you picked it. This time, it's the scores that are hard to get. Okay. So sometimes it's the recordings, but other times I hear something, mm -hmm. and then I want to get the score because I want to sing it. And it's difficult. Yes. The first one is... Uh, Power, which is a set of three uh, pieces called Three Mesa Songs by Judith Cloud. Mm -hmm. And I heard this recording and I tried to track down Judith Cloud. After two years, I find it's from the Northern Arizona University Chorale. I thought to myself, maybe she's an academic, ah. which it turns out she's a professor at NAU. So after two years, mm. I figured that out. And E um, emailed her immediately, and we actually got on the phone and talked, and I got a copy of the score. Fantastic. Was, victory. Victory. <laughs> that was number one. Um, the second one, again, uh, Daniel Gothrop, everybody probably knows Sing Me to Heaven. It's mm -hmm. a lovely piece, but he writes a lot of other gorgeous pieces of music. And uh, this one I had seen, uh, Night, Sleep, Death in the Stars, which is Whitman text, mm -hmm. Walt Whitman text. I'd seen the um, the score, or this time I'd seen the score. I was I was desperate to get a recording, so mm -hmm. I actually wrote to him, and he sent me mm -hmm. a copy. The John Knowles Payne is very special. His Mass and D I performed in the West Coast premiere in 1976 in Mission Dolores with the old San Francisco Civic Chorale. Our conductor at that time did not want to make a recording. So two years later, the St. Louis Symphony did make the recording, uh -huh. which you will be hearing. I, I have been looking for this score since 1976. And I thought, two days ago, I thought to myself, 
I'll just look again, because I was doing uh, this for you. I'll look again one more time just to see if there's anything out there. Lo and behold, uh, last year, it's on its way to me. I have been waiting since 1976 <laughs> for this score. <laughs> <laughs> that is an awful long time to wait for a score. Uh, I, mean. I don't forget. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it was just published last year. The uh, orchestral score was in Berlin during World War II and was destroyed. Uh, when we sang it, we had to rent the music. It came from Harvard. So it's a, it's a fantastic piece of music, big symphonic type piece. All right, we're going to take a listen to those three tracks now. First of all, a Judith Cloud piece, Power from the Three Messer Songs, Northern Arizona University Chorale is, is giving the performance. Then Daniel Gorthrop's Night Sleep Death in the Stars, which is going to be sung for us by the Utah State University Chamber Singers. And the third track in the in the set list is Gloria from Mass in D by John Knowles Payne, performed by the St. Louis Symphony Chorus. And for more extensive uh, playlist information, please visit our website at voicebox-media.org. Judith Cloud, Daniel Gorthrop and John Knowles Payne. We just heard three recordings here on Voicebox of pieces by these composers that are very difficult to get hold of for one reason or another. Tonight on the show with me, Chloe Veltman, I'm with Helene Whitson, who is the co-author of the San Francisco Bay Area Chorus Directory and founder of the San Francisco Bay Area Choral Archive. And we're looking at hard-to-come-by choral recordings uh, from Helene's wonderful collection of music don't forget you can access voicebox anytime via our free weekly podcasts and please follow us on twitter and friend us on facebook we love to hear from you 
Okay. Well, you know, again, I'm flummoxed as to how those recordings, uh, the, the music we just heard, how it could, that's a piece like, for example, John Knowles Payne would only have one recording exist yeah. in existence. This seems like stuff that would have a bunch of recordings. Um, I don't know. The, the uh, orchestral parts were lost in World War II. They had to be recreated from the score at Harvard. So well, maybe that's the reason. Might be difficult. You know, one thing I think about a lot is, um, you know, when we're talking about these more difficult to come by recordings, it seems like there's one strand which is composers writing them, uh, perhaps as students, and their student work gets ignored for a long time, and then yes. finally it comes back. But then there's another university co co connection. Some of the recordings we're playing tonight are being performed by university choruses. Or, or written by academics. And uh, yeah, it strikes me like the, the academia is the place to go if you want to kind of resurrect some of this stuff, right? Two things I would say. Academia, yes. And community choruses, you'll see that in this next set. Because many times in academia, yes, professors publish or perish, so mm -hmm. that they do. And they, they have actually, most of the time, fairly decent choirs. Yeah, that's true. College choirs. But community choruses too commission things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you are going to find an incredible depth across this country of locally created things. Do I have all of those? No, I don't even know about them. But, but you'll make it your life's mission to get I, them all. I will, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I think it's, it's truly important and you'll see in the next set. Well, exactly. okay. Well, this next set, talk us through it. Three tracks. Okay. The first track, actually the composer Gene Belmont, or now Gene Belmont Ford, is uh, a Kansas composer, and she's done some things that have been done by the Kansas City Chorale. But Sand County was commissioned by the Festival Choir of Madison, um, conducted by Eric Townell, and uh, they commissioned the text from Aldo Leopold's Sand County Almanac. So mm -hmm. this is... Uh, pertinent to the Midwest. The second one, uh, Looky How My Servants Shall Be Feasting by Simon Peter, is a type of American music people don't know often, the music of the American Moravians or Moravians, mm -hmm. 18th century music, which sounds like Mozart and Haydn, oh. trying to get hold of the scores of all of these things. The um, I, I got a copy of Sand County Mm -hmm. of the recording, but it took me four years to get a copy of the music My God. of the score. And Simon Peter tracking down Moravian music is, is difficult, too. Sid Robinovich, not mm -hmm. Rabinovich, mm -hmm. but Robinovich, is another Canadian composer. And he, uh, the Elmer Eisler singers commissioned his Talmud suite. Mm -hmm. And again, finding that piece, I think I tracked down the score this week, I will find out if I actually get a piece of paper with notes on it. But his Talmud suite, there's a prayer, prayer Before Sleep, which is published, which I have. But the other four pieces in the uh, uh, Talmud suite are really hard to get. This is the funeral oration, and I'm hoping I get paper with notes on it. You're tuned into Voice Box.
You're tuned into Voice Box with me, Chloe Veltman. Tonight we're discussing really obscure choral music recordings and manuscripts with Helene Whitson, who's from the Bay Area Choral Archive and sings with the San Francisco Lyric Chorus. Helene, three more beautiful tracks you just bought for us. I'm bowled over. I mean, that second track, the Simon Peter, Look Ye How My Servants Shall Be Feasting, it sounds like something that could have been composed at a court in in Europe in the 18th century. It doesn't sound like American music it's to American me at all. It's American music. Crazy. Uh, and yeah. the other two pieces, the first one was Jean Belmont Ford, Sand County, really gorgeous, mm. lovely writing. And then and then that Sid Robinovich piece. <laughs> so pretty. It's all out there, somewhere, there's music you haven't heard before. Right. I mean, how can we really... Did you have? To, is it easy to hear music you haven't heard before? Do you think for most people, because our propensity is to listen over and over and over again and sing over and over and over again the things that we know and love? To what I do a lot of times in my insomniac nights is I just uh, I'll just pick a name out of a hat and you know I'll buy things not knowing what they are in terms of scores, mm-hmm. or when I see cut rate recordings or something I just buy them yeah we more of us need to be like you i have no idea what's on the recording i tell you <laughs> no idea whatsoever it's an adventure right yes it is fantastic <laughs> well um we've got time for one more playlist tonight uh tell us about what we're going to be hearing these last three tracks okay the first two are renaissance pieces and again i'm i'm put them on because of difficulty uh, Orazio Vecchi, a well-known Italian Renaissance composer, uh, his Tiri Dola Non Dormiri, I heard a recording of it in 1960, and it took me 15 years to find the score. Mm-hmm. There now is a CD. I didn't bring my record, mm-hmm. my LP, uh-huh. so there is a, a CD. I normally do not trot out the Art Street Irregulars, which is my own group, uh-huh. but everybody tells me that they have sung Robert Louis Pearsall's When Alan Adele Went to Hunting. He wrote Lay a Garland, which uh-huh. is a gorgeous piece. You can't find a commercial recording of it, so uh-huh. apologies to Art Street, but I brought the Art Street Irregulars singing When Alan Adele Went a Hunting. Um, in fact, we had somebody visiting us the other night singing with us, and she says, oh, yes, I do that every year with my high school madrigal choir. You can't find a recording of it. So here we are. Great. So let's uh, hear this music now. So first of all, we have the Orazio Vecchi, uh, two movements uh, from the uh, Tiri Dola, right? Part yes. one and part two. So it's Tiri Dola Non Dormir, Tiri. parts one and then part two. And then we'll move to Robert Louis Pearsall with, with the track When Alan Adele Went A-Hunting. And the first two tracks we're going to hear are going to be performed by the Consort of Music or musicy with an E at the end and then uh, the the, the Lewis Pearsall track will be performed by the Arch Street Irregulars which is Helene's old group Thank you. 
I'm Chloe Veltman and this is Voicebox. We're approaching the end of our programme tonight on really obscure, hard-to-come-by choral recordings supplied for us tonight by the wonderful Helene Whitson who runs the Bay Area Choral Archive. Uh, we had two parts of the Tiridola Non Dormire by the Renaissance composer Orazio Vecchi and they were performed by the Consort of Music. Uh, and then thirdly, there was a piece that was performed at Helene's retirement concert uh, by a group that she sung with for a long time, the Arch Street Irregulars. The piece was Robert Louis Pearsall's When Alana Dale Went A-Hunting. It was a lovely recording. I enjoyed that a lot. Thank you. <laughs> a live recording, not, not a studio recording. Oh, no. Really pretty was. great. So, well, yeah, we're sadly approaching the end of our, our show, Helene. It's been quite the wonderful journey, oh, as it, usual. Thank you, and I've, I've enjoyed it, too. I discovered a lot of things putting this together as I thought about it. What do you, what's the longest time you've ever spent trying to track something down? I mean, you've been, you've been throwing around numbers like 15 years and 11 years. Yeah. And the Vecchi took me 15 years, probably that, maybe a little bit longer, um, uh, an English piece, Samuel Weblitzy, You Gave Me Your Heart T'other Day. Mm. I have it on an LP. I would have brought it, but there is no CD. Mm-hmm. So you're still looking. So I'm still looking for a CD of that. It's well, <laughs> lovely piece. <laughs> yeah, well, if anyone out there knows of a CD or can perhaps put one together for Helene and, uh, you know, with, with your chorus and send it to her, I think she'd be very obliged. Yes, she would. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so we're going to play one more track as play out music. And I, I normally introduce that track, but I feel like I'd like you to say a little bit about um, this John Herbert Falls piece that we're going to hear at the end of the show. Yeah, this is actually amazing. This is one of my just buy it and not know what it is pieces. Mm -hmm. I just, there it was, and I thought, oh, it's choral, I'll buy it. But John Herbert Folds was an English composer, and he wrote a piece to commemorate the end of World War I. It's called A World Requiem. Uh, it's it's a huge piece. Let me just look at my notes. I think it, he it was premiered uh, in November of 1923 on November 11th with Jez Armstrong's Day, mm-hmm. and uh, he had uh, an orchestra and and soloists of let's see, 1,250 performers. Oh my goodness, that's quite a legion. It's, it's two CDs. It is a huge, massive work. The score has just been published, so I ordered it from England. <laughs> <laughs> 
Fabulous. Well, thank you so much, Helene, for joining us this evening. It's been such a delight chatting with you as usual. And let's do it again soon. Absolutely, Chloe. I have a great time too. (laughs) To find out more about the Bay Area Choral Archive, please visit choralarchive.org. Voicebox is an independently produced non-profit project recorded at the studios of KALW in San Francisco. Our series producer is Seth Samuel and our web editor is Victoria Lim. Our project needs your support, so please make a tax-deductible donation to keep us on the air. You can do this by visiting our website, voicebox-media.org, and clicking the Donate Now button. Your donation will be safe, it's easy to make, and it's totally tax-deductible through our online page. PayPal link. And of course, you can uh, send us a check if you feel more comfortable with that. If you write to us at info at voicebox-media.org, we'll give you information about how to do that. Uh, And also, please use that email address to send us any questions, comments or suggestions you might have about our series, because we love to hear from you. So um, we're going to play ourselves out now with this John Herbert Fould's song that uh, Helene just told us about, the Pronunciato, from A World Requiem, performed by the BBC Symphony Orchestra and Chorus, the Crouch End Festival Chorus, the Trinity Boys Choir and the Philharmonia Chorus. Have a songful week. (laughs) 